0: The wildest thing that has ever happened in my career involved me, a New York Giants fan, taking six other New York Giant fans to the Giant Eagles game at Lincoln Field and essentially seeing six minutes of the game, 15 minutes of punches, and the balance of the time in the back of a police car. Yeah, (laughs) I would say that qualifies as the wildest thing. And I have to tell you, my agents loved it. (laughs) <laughs> My name is Larry Nicenton, we're the Short Allies, I'm from uh, Princeton, New Jersey, and I am an insurance dude. Insurance dudes are on a mission to escape being handcuffed by our agencies. How? By uncovering the secrets to creating a
1: predictable, consistent, and profitable agency sales machine. I am Craig Pretziger. I am Jason Feldman. we are agents, we are insurance dudes. Boom! Damn, right. <laughs> that's a story. Was it? So, what did your guys is say? It kind of like
2: the skipper going out and getting mad on the on the pitcher's mound, like running out and getting ejected from the game. Is that what you it, did? To-
0: it's almost that bad, except I told these guys not to show up in our giant jerseys. You can't see; I'm blurred out behind me. Huge giant fans, <laughs> and these guys show up. We meet, and they're all decked out. In not just in a jersey, they got the face paint. They got hats. <laughs> They're face going paint. in. They want to go in with the foam finger and not the number one figure, if you know what I'm saying, right? Oh They're no, going wow, the other, the other like, number one. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, no, this isn't going to happen, guys. So like, no, 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 no. Come on, it's going to be fine. It's you know, it's six of us. We're gonna no. It was brutal. We drank and we drank and tailgated. We went in. I don't even think we got the seat warm by the time <laughs> it just started going down. Um, and then we were out and we literally spent the rest of the time. You know, it's not like the old vet where they had a jail in the basement, but we were like cornered with the police before they tossed us out. Like, okay, guys, thanks for coming. It was awesome. Great seeing you. (laughs) Crazy stuff.
2: Wow. That is hilarious. Well, so what led up to that point? Certainly you haven't been in brawls and in every, uh, stadium (laughs) jail, hopefully. Or maybe uh, I have not, time. I'm
0: i I'm not a brawler at all, but I'm, but you, you know, anything about the giants and the, and the Eagles, it is smash mouth football all the time. And you have to know your place. Like I normally, I, I live midway between giant stadium and, and Lincoln field. And I go down to watch the Eagles on occasion for the giant game. I'm just not dressed all decked out. You know, you sort of sit there and, You know, do a polite golf clap, maybe if something happens that goes your way. But these guys were having none of it. And how obvious is it to see six guys in red, white, and blue shirts amongst a sea of green and white? Like, you know, (laughs) it's not like we were blending in anywhere. And it was, uh, it was, it was brutal. It's actually the second football story I have. I won't bore you with a bunch of other stories, but I have a Ditka story. That might be the funniest story, if not the wildest story, was I hired him to do a presentation for me my top producers. And, and right before he gets on stage, part of it he's going to talk about leadership. We're in Chicago. We bring out 100 top producers. And he's coming to do a, a, like a 20-minute, 20 25-minute conversation about leadership, right? And at the end of it, he's going to sign some footballs and do like three soft tosses into the audience for people to get signed Ditka footballs. And my hand to God, right before he gets, he gets on stage, he starts presentation and the phone rings in his pocket. He looks at it, he goes, I got to take this call. He takes the call and he doesn't realize that his mic, or he doesn't care that his mic is still, he's wired, right? The lavalier is in and he starts cursing on the phone. <laughs> <"Hey>, what the heck <laughs> you mean about this? What the, what are you talking about? And he's barking and screaming. And he comes back. He's like, I got to go do this thing. I'll call you in 20 minutes. And he comes back on the stage. Now, these are financial advisors we have in front. And he's sitting at the lectern. He raises his finger. He starts pointing his finger. He's like, let me tell you something. That was my daughter. And she just had her financial advisor stole money from her. And he goes off for 10 minutes about how he wants to get his hands and kill this guy. Right? (laughs) In the meantime, I'm sitting there with the president of my division. And he's looking at me like, Larry, what are, I'm like, I don't know. It's Ditka. We have to, what am I going to do? Mean, it's, it's Ditka. It's not random. Right? right. So he goes and he does the thing and he starts to walk off and his agent must've reminded him, you got to toss these footballs, right? So he oh, walks no. back on stage. He picks up these three footballs <laughs> and there was no soft toss. He's firing bullets, three <laughs> bullets into the audience, knocked somebody off their chair. I, you know, these were not 25-year-old guys. These were bank brokers. These were a little bit older. And so, anyway, it was a fiasco. We get our, we get back the evaluations when it's all over. And I'm like, oh my god, we're going to get panned. They are going to be like, what kind of trip is this? The highest-rated part of the show, the entire four days, the highest-rated was Ditka yelling and screaming and firing those footballs into. They thought it was staged. I was like, oh my god. How do you repeat that? But that's it's so great. Yeah. What's the likelihood of having two football stories as the wildest thing that ever happened? Wow. Yeah. So, so Ditka's a Ditka. Ditka is a <laughs> Ditka. He lived up to the name in exactly <laughs> the right way.
1: <laughs> wow. That is wild. That is so funny. I can't believe I, what, what are the chances of him getting that call? While he's with a bunch of
0: financial advisors. And by the way, who takes a call in the middle of a presentation, right? You're paying I mean, to get on stage. It's probably he, the
2: one call he would take is his daughter, right? hundred percent. It, it's like the one call. And, then and you know, he thought it was
0: going to be like this. Maybe he had a, maybe she knew he was on and he's like, don't call me. So he sees it. it's an emergency in his Right, life. right. Whatever it is, it was an amazing coincidence. And it turned out that <laughs> happened. That was in 2001. It was 2001. So think about it. Here it is 23 years later. And I'm telling you, I can see him getting veins coming out of his neck, <laughs> his so face is turning red. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Oh, it's
0: pretty so cool.
1: good. So that's exciting. I mean, yeah. So did you ever think when you got into insurance that you were going to have such exciting stories?
0: Uh no, let's think about what we expect the insurance stories to be. <laughs> I was at Nelba and I had one too many drinks. I was uh yeah. you know, I wore the wrong color tie to a presentation. Oh, like, what God. would be the crazy story? Never those <laughs> types of stories for sure. And I have to tell you um when I think back on my career, it's almost 30 years I've been in this crazy industry. It's been nothing but the most fun I could have imagined in our career, which is kind of cool because it's not what nobody thinks they're going to have the most fun you could imagine in the insurance business. But it's awesome. Right. It's awesome. Great people, great business. And oh, as a plus, we get to help people out along the way. And who doesn't want to do that?
1: Right? Love it. How'd you get yeah. into it?
0: So what I found out really quickly is I am a terrible retail salesperson. <laughs> Everybody needs to know their strength. I started <laughs> out as a retail bank broker asking meeting with clients and asking for a check and what i found out is i can appreciate how hard it is because i totally sucked at it i was terrible i felt bad i loved the business but just couldn't pull off the conversation with retail um clients and started i had built a little bit of a group and so i started spending time working with the financial advisors and training them how to ask the right questions and realize that what my strength was, was helping financial advisors, helping insurance agents understand these crazy complex products that we have and telling them a story in a way that was really relatable and then let them do the job that I was not equipped uh, to do. And I'm not ashamed to say, it. I think the world of retail agents We'll go out every day to talk to clients, to problem solve for them, to, to help their families. Hardest job in the world, the most satisfaction, and definitely something I was not good at.
1: Wild. Yeah. I love the idea of like, it, it's so funny. Like, it doesn't matter how boring the topic or, yeah, <laughs> l- let's go with just, just boring. How boring the topic could be. Like, the power of a story. It's incredible how much you can get through with that and I think a lot of it I think the good insurance agents naturally have that right They have that ability to be able to tell stories and talk and then the the ones that do have a hard time don't see the difference and maybe the the agents that are really good at telling it they don't even realize it's like kind of their superpower.
0: a hundred percent it's a hundred percent their superpower and they tell it in a way that great ones tell it in a way that nobody feels like they're creating a story for the benefit of a sale. They're just having a conversation. They're telling people who need some information, a story that translates that information to understandable, digestible bits and gets at whatever is the motivator for action, right? It, it really is. And when you see, you could see two people in a crazy way tell the same exact story and one you're like, oh my God, I would buy this thing in a heartbeat. This guy is genuinely sincere. And the other guy could read the same story and you're like, no. It just is not resonating and the and the great ones are truly amazing at it, for sure. Yeah. Um, I by the way was ShamWow. not one of those great ones. ShamWow, yeah.
2: Billy Ray, uh <laughs> Billy Mays. Yep. <laughs> Billy well, Mays. Cool.
1: Um, Sh- that wasn't cool. ShamWow. ShamWow was the guy that uh that um I think he slept with a hooker
2: and oh, got the uh, Remember it? Sorry. Yeah, you're right. Oxyclean. I'm thinking of
0: Oxyclean.
1: <laughs> yeah, Billy Mays is the base. Remember the Sham... I don't know what. Sorry.
0: Sorry, <laughs> well, the, but that so, what is Sham- No, No, Sham- go for it. Don't go sorry. Let's hear it. Dude, you can't a story up, story. A, you can't bring up a Hooker, Billy Mays and Sham- not would not go with the story.
1: So if you if the Shamwell guy, what's his name? Um,
2: was Shamwell wow just like the towel that worked really good?
0: Yeah. Yeah, right? It I'll could clean what, your oh, you table. Right. Is, is yeah, you could use it for anything. You could wash your car and then clean the baked on dishes with it. It was amazing. Right. Plug the hole in the boat. Yes, that's right.
1: Yeah, and he always it was Vince Was his name Vince? No,
0: Vince. Gosh.
1: I believe his name is Vince. Look him up. Look up um uh ShamWow guy. I think he, his name's Vince and he Great got like, he has a mugshot all over the internet. So I love that commercial. Remember that? Yeah, hey, this is a ShamWow guy. And he's like, always, he almost seemed like irritated. Like, hey, does this, he does this, and blah, blah, blah. And I always thought it was the fun, funniest commercial. And he did a few of them. And that, that was such a huge infomercial. But then looking back, I remember looking back and all of a sudden in the 2000s or something, his mugshot comes up and he's all tore up and it said something about him with like a hooker. And I don't even know something like something went down. It wasn't
0: worse than the Gary Busey mugshot. It wasn't worse than the Gary Busey mugshot, which might be the most classic of every mugshot of any mugshot ever done. That is a good one. Yeah.
2: Yeah. That is a good one. All right. I totally derailed us. That's okay. You know something about the old folks. I do. I'm one of the. No, I'm not one of the. I, I. will be at some point one of the old folks, but I'm not. By God
0: willing, there. we're all going to be one of the old folks. I mean, the, the alternative really okay. isn't very cool. So let's let's so hope younger dead there. folks. So that yeah, yeah, exactly. And I do, unfortunately. So what's happened to these boomers, dude? They're in a lot of trouble. I'll be honest with you, and here's why they're in trouble. We got we know the statistics, and I don't want to get caught up on statistics, but right there's sixty. There's 50, 60 million people over the age of 65. There's 10,000 a day that are turning 65. By 2030, there's going to be 70 plus million people over the age of 65. And less than 5% of them are prepared for a long-term care event if it happens. And think about what our financial advisors and life insurance agents do. They're amazing at solving the three biggest challenges of adulthood, right, and, and sort of your finances. They, help, they do an amazing job helping people save for retirement, figure out how they want to retire, sock away, max out your 401k, put some other money away, buy a house, and, and try your best to accumulate as much. And they do a great job at that, right? And then when somebody gets into retirement, either through the benefits of life insurance or through a financial advisor, they then start to get into the income phase, and they do that in the right way. They draw down the, in, in the right method, whether it's a 4% withdrawal, whether it's using a life insurance for tax-free income, whether they're using some strategy to live in retirement for. Amazing job. And for those that are fortunate enough to have money left over at the end of the journey between our life insurance and financial advisors, they do an incredible job of wealth transfer. Those are the three stages of sort of somebody's financial life what they do a really poor job on is talking to people about the single biggest impact to that retirement savings with it, which is a long-term care event, right? That doesn't matter whether you use the conservative number or, of 50% or the slightly aggressive industry number of 70%. Some big number of those people are going to have a long-term care event and they're going to need Somewhere between 70, 80, 90, 100, $200,000 to pay for that event. Mm. And there's this enormous misnomer, this terrible belief around that group that Medicare covers that expense and it doesn't. So there's this tsunami that's coming. We know it. I know it. Many in the industry are trying to raise the red flag as quickly as we can. Because we see around the corner, and we're just, we have not, for lots of reasons, which I'm always happy to talk about, we've not done a great job of creating education and awareness so that people can decide how they want to do it. Maybe people aren't going to do anything. Maybe they're going to self insure. Maybe they're going to say, it's okay. I don't care if I don't leave my kids any money. I'll run this thing out till I don't have a nickel left. And I hope that before I die, the last check I write bounces. And I've done my job and there's nothing wrong with that. That's cool. If that's what you want to do, we only want to make sure that people understand that this is coming for a large swath. And for those that are, that want to plan for it, we want to help companies, agents, producers, everybody who's in the value chain recognize that there's modern ways to cover the long-term care expenses. And that's what we're trying to do. Just create awareness of the situation And the fact that there's more modern solutions than most people are thinking about.
1: So what are those opportunities and how can agents have those conversations that are needed in order to
0: uh, shed light on that? Look, it's a hard story to talk to people about. Let's establish from the get-go, nobody wants to talk about their mortality, right? Worse than their mortality is nobody wants to talk about morbidity. Nobody wants to talk about being disabled. Nobody wants to have an unpleasant conversation around that. But that's what we signed on for, right? What we signed on for in this crazy industry is not just stories about Mike Ditka and the Philadelphia <laughs> Eagles. We signed on to have hard conversations about prepping people. And there's plenty of resources out there to help agents and advisors educate their clients on what, on, on what and how they can prepare, right? They could go to the tried and true places that are, you know, places like AARP, they can go to LT, the ILTCI organization, which helps around long-term care. They can go if they're an independent agent. They can go to any of their carriers that they're working with. Everybody has plenty of information around the education of this. What I would say the biggest challenge is, is that agents generally, in my experience, and, and there are always agents that prove me wrong, which I love to see, Agents are reticent, right? They're hesitant to want to talk about something they're not a resident expert in. And the mm-hmm. long-term care insurance space is super complex. It's complex because it's got bad headline risk for people who own a policy and their premiums are going up. There's headline risk because carriers are leaving the marketplace. What? So I get agents not wanting to talk about it. My advice to them is, if you want to go back to your back office if you want to go to your IMO or your wherever you do your business through and just get some education that's awesome if you want to go to an independent site right my company site we do not sell a product i want to be super clear we are in the the business of helping people figure out the financing of aging right mm-hmm. so neverstop.com is where we talk about modern solutions around how to finance your aging. You can go there, you can just do a Google search on long-term care, modern long-term care solutions. There's plenty of places and the products that are out there are amazing products. These are products that blend life insurance and long-term care and annuities and long-term care. There are new disability-based products that that sort of bridge into long-term care. There's short-term care products. There's so much out there. And the price point these days, what every carrier that I've seen is looking to do, what we help carriers do, is create customized products. So even somebody who doesn't have a ton of disposable income can put a solution in place, even if they're just dipping their toe in the water. Mm -hmm. For us, the key is just having agents and advisors Have the conversation because I really, I don't want to turn this into a downer at all. I'm an upbeat guy, but there is a cautionary tale to be told. And I told this story, I was asked to do, um, my previous life, I was the chief commercial officer at Genworth Financial, big long-term care, big life, big annuity player. And I was asked to do a presentation in front of a group of compliance officers for some broker dealers, wire houses, and planning firms. And I said to the person who asked me, you're not going to like my topic. I'm telling you, you want me to speak, happy to do it, but you're not going to like the topic. And the topic that I spoke about was around the litigious nature of society and the impact on e insurance for firms and agents and advisors that don't present a long-term care protection story for their clients, whether the clients buy it or not. If you say that you're a financial planner or you tell a client you're doing holistic planning or you're involved in holistic planning and you go through with a client those three stages we cover and you haven't had a conversation just to cover yourself that says, by the way, are you aware that 50 to 60 to maybe 70% of people are going to have a long-term care event that could really invade the savings that you've worked your whole life to do? If you don't have a sheet of paper in your client's file that says you at least had that conversation, the wrong beneficiary is going to ask for that and say, my clients lost, my parents rather lost 20, 30, 40% of what they had saved for. And that advisor or agent could find themselves in trouble. So if for no other reason as a -A, KYA, KYC or protection, start to educate yourself a little bit and tell a story to to your clients. Send them to a site if you'd rather them go on their own because you don't feel comfortable, or find a resident expert to help you have those conversations just to protect you and what your client's nest egg is. That's sort of the advice I've been giving over the past few years for folks.